Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to our slash entitled parents, where these controlling parents tell their son that his pregnant wife has to have an abortion. My entitled parents won't stop trying to convince us to have an abortion. This happened a few years ago, but I'm telling it online for the first time now. I am a 40-year-old man, and I moved from China to the US when I was eight years old, and my parents have always used Chinese culture as an excuse for their behavior. Growing up, my dad enjoyed beating me whenever he had a bad day at work or just wanted to step on someone, while my mum preferred to wear me down by methodically telling me I was a failure and did every little thing wrong. She never acknowledged me as a person with my own goals, thoughts, and preferences, but rather as an extension of her, whose sole existence is to be demeaned, humiliated, and controlled for her amusements. When I got engaged, my original plan was to exclude them entirely, but my wife, who believes strongly in the bonds of family, convinced me otherwise. My parents, mostly my mother, waged a year-long campaign to convince me to break up the engagement because my fiancé is and was white. Every week, I received at least one phone call or email telling me how much American women don't respect family, like to divorce, or some similar arguments. Once we got married, their mission transitioned from preventing the wedding to breaking up the marriage, with non-stop comments and questions about all the things my wife should be doing as a wife, as well as occasionally trying to introduce me to nice Chinese girls. This continued well after we had our son, which my mum declared didn't look like me, then my daughter. And this leads us to our current story. For medical reasons, my wife had multiple miscarriages before having our daughter, and things became even more difficult when we tried to have a third child. It took years and many visits to multiple fertility clinics before my wife finally got a successful pregnancy. As a disobedient son, I've neglected to mention that my mum considered one son and one daughter to be ideal. As soon as she found out about the pregnancy, she shifted her usual campaign of wearing down my relationship with my wife to one of convincing us to abort our third child. Sometimes she would just state matter-of-factly that one son and one daughter is best. Sometimes she would pretend she cared about my happiness. Sometimes she spoke as if my wife's desire to keep our third child was a sign of her disrespecting me as a head of the family. My mum would cry, saying how sad it was that I didn't appreciate her and use many other paternal manipulation tools. This went on non-stop until our healthy third child, second son, was born. I have obviously disobeyed my parents from early childhood, and almost all of my worthwhile accomplishments arose from disobeying at least one, if not both of them, but I never consistently pushed back on the verbal campaign until recently. I don't know if my father knows I have the ability to speak, but my mother acted shocked that I could possibly think of her as anything other than a fully self-sacrificing mother who cares only for my well-being. What I did sounds unpleasant, but I finally realized that my mother cares only for her immediate short-term comfort, and so the only way to get her to understand the words coming out my mouth is to make her uncomfortable with direct accusations and insults. She still doesn't understand, admit, or acknowledge anything. 
but she's finally accepted after all these years that I do not believe that she is the best mother in the world. Now, don't get me wrong, I do agree with your wife that a family bond is very important, but not in this situation when your parents are as horrible and manipulative and controlling as this. Cut contact, my friend. I know it's tough, they're your parents, but you have to cut contact for your own sake, for your wife's sake, and for your children's sake. You do not want your parents to be a part of your life anymore. Trust me. Sick entitled mother puts my asthmatic toddler at risk. I am a 35 year old woman and I frequently travel to visit my family about five hours away. I travel with my toddler, who's a one and a half year old girl who hates the car, so we make frequent stops. My last trip was during the school holidays here, so there were lots of families with children everywhere we stopped. Now, of course, this is no issue until we ran into this one selfish entitled family. We stopped for some food and a play at a server we normally stop at. It's got a big shady grass area that my daughter, Danny, likes because she can run and play in. So I get a coffee from inside and we head over to the grass area where I park the car so Danny can play. Now we have a few vulnerable people in our family, including Danny. So we're still very careful about COVID and I purposefully parked away from the main area so that we could limit our interactions with strangers. As we make our way back to the car, I notice the family spread across the grass area one adult male, three adult females, and three children, approximate ages of three, five, and 10. They were all girls. The children and the entitled mother of the story were playing in the area close to my car. And when we got back, the children flocked straight to me. Then, as soon as the eldest, the 10-year-old, who was a lovely girl, polite and happy, started talking to me, and the younger two started playing with Danny, their entitled mum just turned around and walked back to the other adults, who were 15 to 20 meters away from my car. She didn't even look back at us. Like seriously, what the frick? Now this annoyed me so much. Like really, who just leaves their young children to play and be supervised by a stranger? I love kids, so I'd never be rude to them. Plus they were lovely kids, just not mine. And I really just wanted to drink my coffee while Danny played before we had to get back into the car. So as much as this annoyed me, I didn't let the children know. They're just kids. The eldest child and I chatted away as the young ones played. She was a real talker and we spoke for about 10 minutes. Then Danny, who has asthma, started coughing. So I told the oldest child to excuse me as I needed to get Danny's puffer out of the car. That's when the girl said to me, my mum and dad have a bad cough too, from the virus. My heart sunk, but I asked what virus it was. The COVID one, she replied. Instantly, my internal rage went from mildly irritated to I'm about to lose my head. I told the girl that it was nice speaking with her, but we had to leave. I picked up Danny and took her straight to the car. I pulled out the hand sanitizer spray and her puffer and I sorted us both out. I sat there seething and quietly freaking in the back seat with Danny while she ate some fruits. We were on the way to visit elderly, extremely vulnerable family, and I ended up turning around and driving three hours home because I couldn't risk them getting sick if we'd gotten COVID from that family. I was so angry and worried for my asthmatic daughter. If you are sick, COVID or otherwise, and you have to be out in public, don't interact with anyone, especially without a mask. And healthy or sick, don't leave your children with strangers. 
Jeez, I hate stupid, selfish, and entitled people. Well, don't we all? It's bad enough in this day and age interacting with anyone when you are actually sick. I mean, even a cough is bad enough. You don't want to give someone else a cough or a cold. It's not that nice, is it? But letting your children roam freely and interacting with other people when you have COVID, obviously something that has killed millions, is nuts. It should be illegal. Don't get me wrong, I know in the UK and other places right now there are no restrictions, but still, be courteous. If you know you have COVID, wear a mask at the very least if you go outside and don't chat to random people in the public. Like, are you nuts? My parents think I shouldn't have changed my name, even though it didn't serve me. Based off my post history, I, a 19-year-old woman, have explained how I was at my wit's end with the name I was given at birth. It didn't fit me. I was tired of the remarks, the mispronunciations, the misspellings. No more people asking if I'm a guy when other people mention my name, and then they see me, and I'm a nice-looking girl with a masculine-ass name. I felt a certain way about my name since I was little. Luckily, I changed it, and it's been officially changed for about a week now. I have a feminine, fierce name now. I can breathe. I'm proud to introduce myself without hesitation. It feels nice coming from my mouth. I'm not embarrassed anymore. Now, the thing is, my parents do not like my decision. A couple of days ago, my dad said I should have told him before I changed it, as if I need his permission. Plus, he lives in another state, and we don't have the closest relationship. He was hurt by it, though but he didn't outright tell me. He said your name is your name for a reason and he's going to keep calling me my birth name. Okay, I guess that was the case when I was born, but my life hasn't been sunshine when it comes to what I was named at birth. I explained to him that I just wanted to be named something feminine. He asked to see my paperwork to see if it was legit and I had no problem sending him a picture. Today, I told my mum about his reaction and she said she didn't blame him. Then she proceeded to go off the deep end and compare my name change to how trans people change their gender. What did me changing my name have to do with trans people? She can be so ridiculous. You give me a name that is literally fit for a male, not to mention a feminine middle name that would have been perfect as my first name, and then you want to bring up trans people just because you don't agree with me changing my name? That makes no sense. She said she's not calling me by my new name because she didn't name me that. I still live at home and trust me, I've been trying to get out for years. I just so happen to be doing online community college and live at home, but my dream is to move states and get an apartment far, far away from this BS. I can go somewhere and start over entirely and tell my name to new people who don't know me by my given name. I'll probably even start over on social media too while I'm at it. My parents can feel the way they want to, but I have to live with them. They don't want to call me by my new name, but it's not like I can ignore them. Hardly anybody in my family calls me my new name, actually. They don't want to, I guess. What can I do? I'm not changing my name back to what it was. Well, although it's tough, the answer is pretty obvious. You should do exactly what you said you were going to do. Start afresh. Sack them off. Move to a new place get new friends, do new social media, whatever. Reinvent yourself, reinvent your life in the same way that you've reinvented your name. That's what I'd suggest. Subsidized childcare means I don't have to pay you. I worked in childcare for half of my working life at different centers, but also as a nanny and babysitter. As you can imagine, I've got a whole lot of entitled parent stories from these years. This is just one of the many from when I was a nanny to a little boy with disabilities. He was very sweet, but his mum was very entitled. First of all, I took this particular job because I needed something income-wise so I could keep my apartment. I stuck with this job longer than I should have, and I regretted it. The entitled mum was working, 
but was a single mum, and her kid needed medical and behavioural interventions, so she got state assistance. The state gave me this job through the Welfare Employment Office. With childcare that is state subsidised, the government pays part of the wage and the parent pays the rest. That's how it's supposed to work anyway. This was in 2005, so minimum wage was $7.25 per hour. The government was supposed to pay half, and the parent was supposed to pay half, according to the contract for this job. It varies depending on what the family needs. So the state paid me $3.66 per hour, and the entitled mum was supposed to pay me $3.65 per hour at the end of each day. I met with the family and talked over these terms. Everything was agreed upon and signed by both parties. Then I turned a copy of the paperwork back into the employment office for their records. The next full day, my first full day of working with the entitled mum and her kid, the whole day went pretty well. Mostly the kid and I getting used to each other, him testing boundaries a bit, and me enforcing routines that were already established. Pretty standard for the first day. The entitled mum comes home and her kid went running up to her, eager to show off his art project that we were working on. I had a date, so I asked the mum for my day's wages. She looked absolutely stunned and asked, but don't you get paid by the office for this? I explained how it was supposed to work and showed her the paperwork that we'd both signed the day before, agreeing she was supposed to pay her part every day. She said, but that's not how it works. I can't do that much. She was horrified that she would have to pay anything, thinking that $3.65 per hour was a livable wage. It was torture trying to get her to pay me anything at all. Because I was making progress with the kid and no one else wanted to be assigned to this family, I stayed. The entitled mum paid me $5 per day plus food and transportation costs, but that's the maximum I was ever able to get from her. I did end up having to give up my apartment and move in with my boyfriend, now my husband. I changed jobs soon after that, so maybe eight months total, working for the entitled mum and her sweet kid. Yeah, so one word here uh, that springs to mind, fraud, because you've signed a contract and you haven't kept up with the terms of that contract. That is fraudulent behavior of the highest accord. Also, who can live on $5 a day? Sorry, what? That's, that is incredible. How can you sign something? Surely she read it, I mean, maybe she didn't. And then question it, uh, astonishing, $5 a day. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com won't let you mooch anymore. I have this friend from uni who is a 37-year-old woman. She's much older than me. The reason I mention this is I managed to get a really good job after finishing uni and I also scored very well, even after my disabilities and getting into a major accident. Since I live in a different country, I had no one to help me in these situations and I'm proud I still managed to reach where I am now. So I met this friend at a friend's dinner party. From the first glance, she tried hard to be close to me. I didn't really understand in the beginning, but she also very quickly shared a lot of her own problems and issues. My mistake was I gave her some solutions and I also helped her to resolve a few of them. Now, every now and then she started to call for any help. Can you do groceries for me? I'm not well, I'm so lonely, no one's there for me. 
So I thought, all right, I'll buy her groceries. But I never got the money back. She invites me for coffee. I have to pay for everything. She even eats my food. This started to affect my mental health. She'd call me at work and wants to talk about her mental health all the time while I'm the one being treated for PTSD and anxiety. I soon moved to my own place. I invited all my friends for dinner, her as well. She soon announced that she would be moving in with me. I was shocked. I said no, I got my apartment so I can have my own place. After a lot of back and forth, she stopped. Now she moved back to her own country a few months ago, but she wants to come back here to find work. She again asked me if she can stay at my place. I asked for how long. She said a few weeks or it could be months. I said, I cannot do that. She told me one of her very kind friends agreed to let her stay with them. At the last moment when she arrived here, the kind friend said they never actually agreed to let her stay with her and she misunderstood. Now she calls me and asks if my guest can leave so that she can come and stay. I have my other friend over for a few weeks. At this point, I thought she'd made all this up to use my own guilt emotions against me, but I still told her I cannot, but she had the audacity then to call me names and whatnot. I've decided to finally cut her and call her on her BS. I know I get called names and how selfish I am, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, good on you, OP. Oh, it's actually so sad, isn't it? Sometimes people that are the most genuine and kind clearly like OP. I mean, offering to do someone else's groceries for them when you're going through so much yourself is crazy selfless. I rate that so highly. They're the ones that usually get walked over the most. It's sad to see, but it happens. Like when you get people as gracious as this, they do often get taken advantage of, which is such a shame. But I guess it's up to people like you and me to make sure those really gracious people that we have in our lives feel super worthwhile and just know how amazing they are. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.